Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not saying you have a demon, but have you ever been driven by something within you? Like we heard about the man in the gospel today. It was in the country of the Gerasenes, up north, east of Galilee. Jesus had crossed over the Sea of Galilee with his disciples, as he often did. And this day, when he stepped out onto the shore, this man met him, who had demons, plural, a great many of them, legion. He was their home. And they didn't want to leave. By the time they speak, we find out that Jesus had already commanded them to come out. Jesus knew the man's plight. And as he always does, had compassion on him. To set him free from this scourge that had bound him apparently for some time. For he was well known in the region, this man. They had tried to control him with guards and chains and shackles, but nothing worked until now, until Jesus. It was the demon's worst nightmare. The day they dreaded, the almighty God had come to earth in the man Jesus of Nazareth. When Jesus spoke They knew the voice. It was the voice of the creator. It was the voice of the one they had rebelled against. And so had been thrown down from heaven to the earth. And so now homeless, they were in search of a home which they found in this man until now. Until Jesus. So when they heard that voice coming from this man, they panicked. They fall down before Jesus, not that they wanted to. And they shriek, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. They knew the day was coming when they would be cast into the abyss, but not yet, please, not yet, Jesus, let us go into the pigs instead. Jesus allows them to, and at once the herd rushes down the steep bank into the Sea of Galilee and is drowned. Did the demons make the pigs do that, or did the pigs do that to get rid of the demons? But the man, he is free. The word of God, his Savior, set him free. Now what about you? I'm not saying you have a demon. But have you ever been driven by something within you? Like the man we heard about in the gospel today. Something that is tormenting You. Maybe 
your anger. Which causes you to lash out at others and hurt them with your words or deeds. Or maybe for you, it is lust that drives you to do things that are hurtful, shameful, and harmful to yourself and others. What about envy? Has your desire for something driven you to covet which another has and so get it for yourself? Pride sometimes drives us to do anything, say anything to protect our place and reputation. Even something like despair can drive us and control us into withdrawing into our own deserts and separating ourselves from those we are to love and serve. And if you are like me, you do these things even though you don't want to, even though you know they're wrong, even though you don't want to be driven by these things, and yet there they are. So I'm not saying you have a demon. But maybe the sin in us makes us more like this man than we care to admit. So how good that the voice which commanded the demons to come out of that man, that voice that caused the demons to panic and flee, still sounds forth today. To you, here in compassion. His voice that sounded forth when you were baptized, when you were, as Paul said today to the Galatians, adopted as sons and daughters of God. And his voice that tells you, I forgive you all your sins. That is to say, I set you free. From the guilt and condemnation of your sin. For all the sin your anger causes. All the sin that blossoms from your lust. All the sin your envy drives you to. All the sin your pride wells up in you. All your sin, period. I took it. Jesus says. Like when I told the demons to go into the pigs. All your sin and guilt and condemnation, I told it, I commanded it to come upon me. And I went not into the sea to be drowned, but to the cross to be consumed by it there. For you, that you be free. Like that man, clothed and in his right mind again. You are now clothed with my righteousness and have a mind that thinks right again. Because as St. Paul continued in his letter to the Galatians explaining this, because you are sons... God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, 
father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. No longer a slave to your desires and urges. No longer a slave to your sins. You have a new spirit, a right spirit, the Holy Spirit. Now given to you that you now be who you are. A son, a daughter of God. The devil's not going to stop trying though. To lure you back into sin, back into the captivity that Jesus has set you free from. Trying to get you to be who you're not anymore. He's going to make captivity look like freedom. And freedom look like captivity. He's going to make evil look good and good look evil. He's going to make you try to doubt God's word. But that's not really who you are. For look at yourself. Child of God, as if. It's a trick really as old as time. To label people. To label them according to their darkest moments and their greatest sins. Like this man Jesus set free. When the people in that region came out and they saw the man sitting with Jesus and clothed and in his right mind, they were afraid. Of what? Of who? Of the man that this was just a trick or Jesus? Because we know, everybody knows this man and who he is. He's a demoniac. He can't be trusted. He can't really be free. And you? Everyone knows who you are. Everyone knows you're the person who did what and got caught doing what? You're the divorcee. You're the adulterer. You're the cheater. You're the unreliable one. You're the denier. You're the doubter. You're the coward. And even if everyone else doesn't know, you do. And the devil likes to remind you every chance he gets that that's who you really are. You are your greatest sin. You are your darkest moment. You are who you are at your worst. Until now. Until Jesus who comes along and speaks a completely different word, who doesn't define you by your darkest moments or your greatest sins, but who says, you are who I say you are. And I say, you are my child. You are forgiven. You are defined not by your word, the devil's world, word or the world's word but by my word he speaks forgiveness you are when he speaks life you have it when he speaks salvation you are set free because Jesus word is the creator's word 
is a powerful word, a spirit-filled word, and it does what it says, like for that man. The people were afraid of him, had him labeled, pegged. And maybe the world has done that for you. Maybe you even do it to yourself. But Jesus speaks a different word, a better word, and his word is truth. Not surprisingly then, the man wanted to stay with Jesus. He begged Jesus even for why stay among those who labeled him and were afraid of him? Wouldn't it be better to stay with Jesus, the compassionate one? Well, he's probably right. Better and certainly it would be easier. Just like it would be easier for us to stay here within the walls of the church and the confines of the church to stay with Jesus and not go out into the world that doesn't like what we believe very much and has a few certain choice labels for us. Jesus has other plans. Return to your home, he tells the man, and declare how much God has done for you. And the man did. And I have to believe with more than his words. Just his very presence among the people, dressed and in his right mind, was a testimony to them of what Jesus had done. And maybe, just maybe, over time, his label changed. From the man who was possessed by demons to the man Jesus set free. That would be a good change for him and for others. And so are we sent to our homes, to our workplaces, to our schools, to our neighborhoods to declare how much God has done for you. And you do that with your words, yes, but also with your deeds. When you forgive others. With your love and compassion. With your good and helpful and serving works. And maybe especially this. How you do not define others by their darkest moments or greatest sins but look at them with new eyes, Jesus' eyes, the way he looked at people. For his spirit has been given to you to set you free from that old and to live a new life. We're not told if Jesus and this man ever passed, crossed paths again, at least not on this side of eternity, but good news for you, you do, here every Sunday. As Jesus comes here for you every week with his word, with his forgiveness, and to feed you with his own body and blood, and you get to hear, you get to receive, you get to eat. And so every week you are assured of who you are, that you believe not the voice within you, or what the world says, or what the devil would like you to believe. Every week you hear of the cross. 
and the forgiveness Jesus won for you there. Every week, you are strengthened by the Spirit so that those old urges and desires control you less and less. Every week, you eat and drink from the new tree of life. And if you listen with your new ears, your ears of faith, you can hear the demons shrieking and the angels singing with us. Glory to God in the highest. Holy, holy, holy. For Jesus Last week, we heard the Jewish leaders accuse Jesus of having a demon. Today, we heard of a man who really did. And how there was only one thing that really possessed Jesus. Love. His love for you and your salvation, no matter who you are, where you're from, what you've done. Or as we sang, see how he sends the powers of evil reeling. He brings us freedom, light and life and healing. All men and women who by guilt are driven now are forgiven. Forgiven, set free, children of God in Jesus. That's who you are. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.